Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. I'm Jason Lee. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. It's DJ Damage. Let's get the show started. All right, if you're listening to us on iTunes, you can also stream us on Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, and mm-hmm. watch us over on YouTube. Yes. We're still not on SoundCloud. I don't know what's going on. You <laughs> <laughs> just upload Yo, listen, I'm wearing this Wild and Out sweater in honor of this Wild kid I met. Wild. I met this kid in New York while I was out at dinner, and mm-hmm. he, he was like the biggest uh, Wild and Out fan. Mm-hmm. The show's amazing. I can't believe I can't believe little kids watch that show. Of Why? course. Well, because I'm thinking about all the jokes that we do on there now, and I'm like, this isn't it on MTV? Yeah, but like he was like seven. I mean, uh, he was it? like, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm like, do not watch my jokes. Yeah, it, it goes over little kids' head though. Yeah, you think? They only, yeah, they only listen to stuff they understand. Listen, I've been out in New York City. I could tell you that 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 trip I took to come home for that dinner for 24 hours and go back. Who do I think I am? I don't know who you think you are, but <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself, how does he do it? He can because do it. I swear I can take. Like, you know, just I was in New Orleans recently. Yeah. I feel like I'm recovering from surgery surgery. Because the mind doesn't tell you that the body's old. Like Beyonce's yeah. forty, she does it. Yeah. Well, she's not forty yet, right? She's thirty five. Wait, did something. you just say Beyonce was forty? I don't know, allegedly, that's what they say. <laughs> right. But I mean she she does it. I'm thinking, well, I could just get on a plane and go back <laughs> and then the change of weather. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So well, right now I'm used to next down. I'm 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 all Stay types over of there, pants. fucking coronavirus. <laughs> Ew. Yo, I was coughing on the plane last night <laughs> and all these people were looking at me like I had the coronavirus. Oh my god, it's so serious. I've half the plane had masks on and I was just like, I heard that kind it's of just joke. seals in <laughs> yeah. the juices. Yeah. So you know, I, I just, I rolled the dice on getting on a plane. We need to be worried about this flu. <laughs> what about it? The flu is more serious, in my opinion, than this coronavirus. Well, yeah, we had a, we talked about it the last episode. Like, literally, mm-hmm. you know, researchers and, and people from the med- medical pre- profession say that influenza has the potential to wipe out 50 to 100 million people mm. in this world. Not the coronavirus, mm. the flu. You well, know, do you notice that every single year it's something else we're supposed to be afraid of? Like I a few know. years ago, it was Ebola, SARS, West Nile virus. There's oh, yeah. always something. And I'm, and I'm serious. <laughs> it's just like, I just feel like it's, you know, this this manufactured mass hysteria mm-hmm. that we don't really have to And be. you're going to be the one the Illuminati injects with the shit and dies. So they use you as an example. You better stop talking bad about that shit. Uh, listen, I'm going to turn off my location <laughs> on my phone so listen, y'all motherfuckers can't find me. Listen, CDC, I believe in the corona virus i believe in all the viruses and i believe that aids was something just man created not by you but just by another guy the cia you know they created that shit right. okay and yeah. crack mm-hmm. we ain't forgave you bitches for that yeah all right well uh, i will tell you there's this funny viral video going online right now somebody got on a train in new york city with a bucket and they were uh, dressed up like biohazard people with masks and gloves mm-hmm. and it said coronavirus on the thing and the people sorry, on the train the people on the train are getting uncomfortable and they take the lid off and it spills on the train <laughs> <laughs> and people are going that is crazy. not funny. Oh my god. Okay, it's funny. You no, know, the shit was hilarious. <laughs> but I don't know how it act because you can't beat the person up because then now right. you're touching the coronavirus. Right. <laughs> and I thought coronavirus came from Mexico. I I listen. I, have I no am idea get the it. Origin. Corona. Yeah. Okay. No. But um. But, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just feeling my comedic self today. Corona, like you know, we Wild pop a Corona. That, that was good. I missed the show. Yeah, no, that was good. All that right, today good. we have Margaret Cho in the building. It's so crazy. I have a scripted project I wrote probably four or five years ago. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say the name of it. I think I may have told you offline, but mm-hmm. she was one of the people I thought of in my head mm-hmm. that would play one of the characters. I swear to God, look That's how the, look how the world manifests itself. That's yeah, true. I'm Mar- really excited to you know that she's here. Um, next month is Women's History Month, mm. and she's definitely a woman that has made 
made history. Not just not just the fact that she's a comedian and she's like a triple minority. She's Korean. She's a woman. She's bisexual. She's bisexual oh. You know, but she's also an advocate for the LGBTQ. Q community. Stand up. Um, yes, yeah, stand up comedian, singer, songwriter. Like her, the list is huge. She and has a song she, called My Puss. I she, love it. And she has faces tattooed on her ass. Yeah, she does. Did you see did you see the <laughs> yes, stand up where saw, she was jiggling yeah, her where ass? She's making her ass clap. And <laughs> you like and, and, and you're not a fan of, of of hairy vaginas, and she is. So that'd be interesting to find out well, her perspective and, on that. You know, I got lasered, so you know, it doesn't really grow back anymore, but she You was, can catch cancer from all that laser. What? Can't you? I've like never, when you go to the dentist, never, you know what you know what gave you know what gave women, women a lot of cancer, what? baby powder, talcum powder, yeah. well, oh. and and and, and and the settlement gave them a lot of money too. Well, I mean, cancer money you can't take it with you. You can't. Yeah, but if you survive it, you sure can live the rest of your best life. Possibly, possibly, but you know, reproductive cancers are, um, you know, the survival rate is 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 meh meh meh. meh. Well, I stopped using Johnson and Johnson years ago because it just. It just dries you out. I mean, I put it on my it's feet. Powder. I used to put it on my balls all the time. <laughs> Wait. By the way, our fans thought our ball conversation last episode was hilarious, I and I did watch the first three minutes yesterday. And I ain't gonna lie, I cackled out loud on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you people? You people are sick. You're the fucking one that talked about putting sick. a fucking do rag on your goddamn balls. Okay. Have wave nouveau nut hair. <laughs> Yo, but the fans came for you about the hair, the CD hair. What did you say it was? Four C. 4C. Mm. They were mad about the, what is 4C here? I didn't even know 4C. <laughs> no what is that? Sorry. Well, fuck. What do you what want from it? me? What is it? Melissa, what is it? It's a it's like a it's a it's a grade of hair. So it's just like, you know, 3A, oh, you know, oh, 4A, they got, they 4C. Got Yes. What is oh. this? You would probably it's be not a wig. No, I know. So like if we wig. think it's texture would be like a a, a 1B. Is yeah, this, is this what that, they, basic, that basically means your hair is very silky. Oh, you're in the ones. Was that what they call it when they go to buy the hair at the store? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay, Melissa, what no, I got. No, no, no. I'm not talking about color. No, I'm not talking about color. Texture. Okay, okay well, listen. I'm going to go to the Korean store one day, and I'm going to fucking play around in the hair to find out what a 1C and a 9D is. It's, it's, the, it's the texture of the hair. So, uh, like, the tighter the curl, the more coiled and kinky it oh. is, the the higher um, the, so the do, number is. So, so, 4C would be extremely... So it would be a nap. Would be like taco me, yeah. Like a nap. Yeah, nappy. Okay. No, I, listen, I didn't say nappy hair. Well, if, they, if I'd said nappy hair, then you could come for me. When I see but, when I see you four C bitches in the streets, I'm about to yell four C. <laughs> it's like what what Martin four used to say this. to Pam when he used to talk about you know the yeah her the, kitchen yeah the kitchen. Some That's, of y'all got four C hair, and there's blue magic and hot comb for that. They would don't come, be mad at Melissa. Blue you know, magic how about and this? hot comb. How about this, Adam? Look at me. Go fuck yourselves. Like, really, honestly, I don't care. I didn't say nappy because you would have had a problem with that. So I said 4C. I was technically right. So fuck off. Melissa, I feel attacked. Melissa. Mm? So uh, <laughs> nappy hair lives matters. Margaret shows up next. Man, we have a comedic icon in the building. We actually had this conversation before you got here. You're Ooh. an icon, Margaret Ooh. Cho. Yes. yes. Wow. You are an icon. That's good. Thank a you. A trailblazer in many ways. That's great. Thank you. And you're so reckless. At least, I mean, <laughs> people like you who are like, we've had Lunel up here several times. Oh, yes, yes. You know, I love co- comedic people who are raw. I, I oh, can't yeah. deal with dry humor. Oh, yeah. It's very white. <laughs> when it's dry, it's just white. White. Yeah. No, it's white with an H. <laughs> white. I was on the plane coming back from New York watching some of your old videos last night where you had talked about one of your friends who had a real sophisticated Asian name. Uh-huh. But it was just like a sound. 
I'll, ever since Parasite one, there's all these like these <laughs> <laughs> sounds like people are making on the news that they never said before. <laughs> it's very hard to say all the names. I mean, there's like three names. Well, Koreans they have like three names. It's Hong Jun Ho, and then I'm like. They're all kind of the same. In um in like a family, they'll like in, mm-hmm. if you watch Parasite, all of the um kids were not like the two, two of the kids. They always have like um the same uh, suffix before the name. Mm-hmm. So it's de, ding ha ding. Ne. So it's kind of like everybody is a. So in my family, it's sung ok sung jun sung, and I'm like it's such a weird. Everybody has the same name. It's kind of like that in my family too, though. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, in my family, their name starts Shakbar. No, Abdul, Abdul. So it's Abdul Kadus. I'm Abdul Kadus. My brother Abdul Hafiz, Abdul mm-hmm. Rahim, Abdul Shahid. So it's yeah. kind of the same. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's like the same like suffix for mm-hmm. each name. It's like a traditional thing. So y'all don't even call me by my real name. And Look if you that. get mm-hmm. and if you get mad at somebody in the house, you just say Abdul. What the fuck you do? And like, everybody shows up. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. No, but you know I remember. Remember early on when you used to do, um, you know, uh, when you used to talk about your mom and you used to act out your mom. It was mm-hmm. the most hilarious thing, and that was at a time where I don't think we made fun of ourselves like that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, well, you didn't really see. There weren't a lot of uh, Asian uh, comedians. Well, there weren't any really. There was like a couple of people. There was uh, Tamaya Otsuke. She was from Japan, and she was actually Sam Kinison's girlfriend. Oh wow! So she would open for him. This is like in the '80s. She's great. Mm-hmm. She's really cool. And then Johnny Yoon, who was like, um, he was from Korea, mm-hmm. and he had um, like kind of like he would do stuff on the Tonight Show. So in the '70s and the '80s, but there weren't like Asian American comics. So that very few. I mean, very uh, yeah. So it was different then. I just recently watched um, Ronnie Chang. Yeah, he's great. His stand up. Mm. He's and, so funny. Um, and I was it was on Netflix, and mm-hmm. I decided to just you know click on it. I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how did this guy get a Netflix special? Because I'd never heard of who yeah. he was. But apparently he's also a writer for The mm-hmm. Daily Show. And yeah. he has like this enormous re- resume. It was hysterical. Yeah, you guys have to watch it. He's he so was, funny. He was he's really funny. And I'm just I'm wondering, like, you know, in a time like Ronnie Chang getting a Netflix special mm-hmm. and Parasite just blowing the Oscars away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, representation really, you know, we always talk about representation mattering, mm-hmm. you know, and now Asian Americans are being, you know, given this huge kind of recognition for I don't know, a, a lot it's of work good. that they put in. It's really good. It's good to see. And it, it's like, um, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully see more and more. Um, but yeah, exci- it was exciting. I mean, I love Parasite. It's interesting when you watch it from like a Korean perspective, yeah. because it's such a Korean movie and so many little details are so like specific to a Korean audience. So it's great that, I mean, it was really well received internationally. Yeah. There's sort of like the private Korean jokes that you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that kept <laughs> It's like nuances. It's super private. Were there, were there things that you got that maybe the general audience didn't get? Yeah, like that weird song that they do when they're like, Jessica was on the, <laughs> you know, that in the beginning. That's actually a traditional song about the Japanese fight to get this island called a Tokto. It's so, Japan and Korea are like always fighting over weird rocks in the ocean. <laughs> and so this is like a relationship that is like very old and it's like all about these weird rock islands. And um, so it's a song about that. But so it's those just folks funny. got it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I can't believe you brought up that. <laughs> it's great. So it's fun. Wait, and so, okay, so I was also watching a video with the tattoos on your ass. Your whole, your body is like tattooed yes. down. It's weird when you get them on your ass because you feel it on your hole. It feels like <laughs> it's like the pins, the, the, the pins and needles in your, in your hole, actually. You don't really have ever 
put anything on your hole. Like it's <laughs> rare. We're talking about our asshole here, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like when you I have like, it was just me. I was like, which hole? I, know, I, know <laughs> I said to clarify which hole. Well, you, gotta like, watch, you gotta watch it because her tattoo. She told the people don't put the nose too close to the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Because my body's not a joke. Yeah. That was like the whole thing, but it is a joke. Like it's like a dumb, but it's. It's weird when people don't really get tattoos on their ass, and I realize why. It's because <laughs> every nerve goes back to the hole. So, so it's like I think that like that's what like so anytime anything happens on your ass, you feel it in your hole because I think stuff's not supposed to necessarily go in <laughs> or something. Well, my I have a lot of things go in there, but it's kind of. It's it's like when you put something in, you really feel it. Right. I mean, it's like very intentional. <laughs> yeah. So when you have tattoos on your ass, it's like it's on my hole, but it's not on your hole. Yeah. I was having lunch with this guy in New York, and he was telling me how I, I was like, "So when did you lose your virginity?" Mm-hmm. And he had explained to me he lost. Well, he he was telling me when he lost his virginity. Then he said when he was he had took this girl's virginity. I said, "Well." I thought you guys were having sex before that. He said, well, I was having sex in her butthole, so that's not... Oh, it's not I the took same. Her butthole that's virginity. a thing. It's different. Your ass virginity. virginity. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah, two it's different virginities. Different. You yeah. know, like, people will claim, I am still a virgin after they've had anal sex. Right. Yeah. Because wow. technically, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an it, anal virgin. Oh, really? I, yeah. You have to sometimes put stuff in there. Like, I'm in, <laughs> in my age range, because I'm 51. <laughs> You're, so, a good, you're a good 51. Yeah, I'm a good, I'm a good old 51. But 51, you really have to put things in your ass to make your pussy seem tighter. <laughs> so ah. it's like you put something in your ass so you, you stop the pussy, like, collapsing in on itself. <laughs> so it's kind of like a bookend. And you, like, put... So it's something to push up against because the pussy just... It just all falls in. Speaking of pussy, you have a song called My Puss, which I absolutely have always like loved. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a fantastic song. It's Wait, a club so, banger. So what did you think? <laughs> club banger, no pun intended. Yeah. Wait, so what did you think about the whole Hyman gate with T.I. when he took his daughter to the doctor? Well, it's like um, this whole thing of, you know, you're... Uh, I think it oversteps the bounds. And I think he did, he actually apologized about it after this whole thing, you know, with Gianna. It's like, it's actually pretty cool that he sort of was like, now I overstepped. But it it, it isn't, I think that hymens are not necessarily an indicator of if you're still a virgin. They're not. Yeah, you could do other things. And it's it's pretty much, it's very ignorant to assume that the hymen check means that your daughter is a virgin. Right. And not besides being intrusive. (laughs) Yeah, also you could lose your hymen from like... Gymnastics. Gymnastics (laughs) or horseback riding. He said that too though. He's like, yeah, I know you could lose it from horseback riding, gymnastics. He was like, she don't do none of that. So that should be still intact. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, there's prostitutes that have hymens intact, so there's that. It's all sorts of like, but any, I think sexual activity is it's too simple simple to say that it's only vaginal. Like mm-hmm. all sex is like it's more of a state of mind and kind of like what you're applying yourself to. It has nothing to do with what happens like on your physical body mm-hmm. or what sort of like oh. skin is there. You know, it's more um, your your state of mind and what you sort of consider sex. I think. Yeah. Mm. Wait. So when did you come out as bisexual? Because was this during the era of when Ellen had come out? Um, probably a little bit after. I was. I started comedy really early, and then I always identified as a lesbian. And then I realized somewhere in my early twenties that I also liked uh, men. Yeah, I like men. So it's kind yeah. of yeah. We're not too bad, right? Yeah, men are great. I love men. I actually think it's really, you know, it it's very interesting. So I, I didn't come to 
sort of understand my heterosexual side till I was a little bit later as an adult. Like what age? Probably about 21. Oh, wow. And yeah. did, were, you, were you nervous to come out as bisexual? I mean, you came from San Francisco, so yeah. it's like... So, I mean... I'm no, from Stockton, so it was, it was gay. San Francisco is about very as gay as gay. Down the street, yeah. Very gay. Well, I think it was harder to come out as bi than lesbian, because lesbian okay. is like such a, a, a real identity in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and such a recognized one, but bisexual is like people really don't understand that. Because mm-hmm. in, in like the gay community, the bisexuality thing is sort of like you will say you're bisexual when you're not fully ready to say that you're gay. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people do. So they sort of like think it's actually like an excuse or some sort of way late way station not completely coming out but what do you think of dave chappelle's um kind of you know that he drew a picture as to what yeah. the lgbt community is and uh-huh. the, the cars the being, alphabet people yeah then the cars being driven by the gays you know uh-huh. and then the lesbians are i think they're in the passenger, in the passenger seat, seat. Uh-huh. and the bisexual people are in the back seat because of you know it's true though their, their, their lack of desire to like Pick a, ch- pick it's, a side. It's sort of like you're kind of thought of as these traitors in that you're not loyal to either side <laughs> and that you can switch sides at will, yeah. which isn't exactly true, but I can see why that's so, uh-huh. you know? But yeah, he's brilliant. I think that it's like what's great about him is that he really challenges the status quo and uh, the society that we live in actually allows him to, which yeah. is really great. So mm-hmm. there's very few people that can go up against what is sort of like cancel culture yes. and really come out winning. Yes. So it's really great that we have him. But you're also extremely fearless as well. I try to be. Yeah, you I do. Try to be. And I'm just I I wondered, you know, when we found out that you were coming in, one of my, you know, questions that I had to ask you was the fact that we exist in a in, in a culture that wants to cancel people for saying things that people disagree you with. Look at mm-hmm. Kathy Griffin. For yeah, example. exactly. Yeah. And so have you know where you had the ability to you know in the past say jokes mm-hmm. that would now be considered probably extremely <laughs> offensive. Like yeah. Kevin Hart went through the whole through the same thing as well. Yeah. Do you find yourself when you're writing material thinking, ooh, I shouldn't say that yeah. because mm. these people are going to be, I shouldn't say, like you have to be a lot more thoughtful these days. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. really hard because it's like you don't want to uh, come off as like unwoke. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's so many things about woke culture that are uh, not looking at the whole picture, mm-hmm. or there's just such a lack of self-awareness or a lack of kind of like leeway mm-hmm. or even humor, mm-hmm. you know, so it's hard. But it's also like I appreciate it because it's like we're trying to change language to make society more equal. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Mm-hmm. But then it, people get really upset about stuff. And then you're like, well, it's just yeah, I mean, you're you, a lot of the humor, you know, a lot of your humor, a lot of the jokes are play off of Asian stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. Asian people come after you for no, that? No, but you know who who does is white people. They get real upset. They get mad for you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you should be offended by your own fucking shit. It's one of those things where it's like, I get that. That's nice of you, but I'm good. Like, it's like such a weird thing because it's never Asian people because Asian people we all grew up with the same kinds of families and the mm-hmm. same kinds of people around. So it's very true to who I am, but it's like where, uh, you, you, you're like, well, how could you make fun of people that talk that way? Because they do talk that way. It's right. not like I'm making fun of them. It's just that that's the truth of who they are. Right. It's weird. Right. Well, you said, I think it was you that said something <laughs> you had, you had described it in one of your standups where you said white people that get uncomfortable for you being uh, called yeah. racist. But yeah. then how did you say that? I mean, though? it's like, 
It's like they, they 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 said I was racist, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. I mean, it's really cute because it's like, oh, white people, you know, you try so hard. Like, it's like you want to go, oh, I love that you're trying, but it's really offensive. Like, it's almost like they're trying to erase color. Mm -hmm. If in in trying to erase uh, bias and racism, they try to actually erase all of the differences between us, which actually isn't serving us mm -hmm. so it's it's definitely something that it's like we're learning to figure out how to talk about it you know it's interesting when people talk about race specifically in this country they think just race is black and white yeah mm -hmm. but like racism shows up for asian people mm -hmm. shows yeah. up for people of color oh period. yeah latin yeah. people yeah, oh, yeah. middle easterns yeah absolutely yeah, yeah but i yeah. just i just find it interesting that people it's just diced down to black and white that people mm -hmm. don't look at like mexicans or mm -hmm. you know, well, it might people. have something to do with you know slavery and 400 years yeah. of it in this and country becoming the wealthiest country in the world because of on the yeah. backs of black but, people but for different, years. But different right. ethnic groups have had different experiences. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I want to go back to the um, to the bisexual thing. So did, how did your community receive you coming out? Well, they are like already <laughs> offended by the fact <laughs> that I'm such a dirty comedian that it's almost like it didn't really matter. It's like when I first started doing comedy, I was just so dirty and I was like always doing like HBO shows. So it didn't really matter. And then but this was right after the L.A. riots um, happened. So mm. Koreans in Koreatown were very protective of their public image mm -hmm. because the last time people saw them really were on the rooftops with their rifles. So it's like they just wanted to be perceived as like um, more of a model minority than, you know, that. And, and so it was really hard to kind of get my message across or just as myself as a comedian outside of sexuality entirely the fact that I was just so dirty like it was just a hard thing for them to accept mm. and then I didn't go to college mm. and I didn't have any sort of like Asian American attributes that were like desirable <laughs> <laughs> well did you when you decided to do comedy did, did you because you really have carved out your own lane. Mm -hmm. You're not like, you know, yeah. there's very few people yeah. that stand it. out at your level. Did, is, did you set it up that way? Did you no, I, just, I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, I just wanted to be a comedian. And I just um, started at a time where it was possible for me to in San Francisco. Because it's like, when you do comedy, it's kind of like, it's, it's not like anybody's casting it. So you can do comedy no matter who you are. Mm -hmm. You can just do it. And so I, I really love the art form. And I was lucky enough to work with people. Uh, I worked a lot with Robin Williams. I worked a lot with mm. Joan Rivers. I worked a lot with like really great comics. Like, legends, I got, yeah. Yeah, real legends. So it was um, to my advantage, you know, that I was able to uh, be around people who were very influential and mm. could help me out. Like Jerry Seinfeld helped me out yeah. a lot. And uh, so I was really, really lucky. Yeah, we called you a, like an icon and a legend when you came on the show because that's exactly what you are. There really was no blueprint for you being yeah. a triple minority. You're mm -hmm. a woman, you're part of the LGBT community, mm -hmm. and you're Korean. Like, mm -hmm. you had zero representation, yeah. you know. Yeah. Who were your idols? Because I know your comedy father is Robin Williams. Yeah, he Definitely want to talk about that. And your comedy mom is Joan Rivers. Yeah. But who else were some of, you know, like your hardcore influences? Like when your you trailblazers. Were, yeah, when you were deciding comedy is, is going to be my thing. Oh, well, I think Richard Pryor, ultimately, mm -hmm. I mean, he was really an incredible comedian mm -hmm. and an incredible man. Mm -hmm. uh, just a great, great person. And, and such a... Uh, softer kind of kinder person than you would think yeah you know he was a really tender guy and just very loving and very supportive and um i think that like uh people who helped me out in the beginning like with jobs were like rosie o'donnell helped me a lot um you know it was really amazing i got like a lot of 
work from Bob Hope, which is super weird. That's yeah. how old I am. <laughs> like, I, I would do these shows, like, they would do these young comedian specials, so I got to be on two of them when I was really young. So that there's, like, um, definitely different people who helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm lucky that way. So when you look at, like, Crazy Rich Asians or Fresh Off the Boat, do you acknowledge yourself that you you blazed the trail for that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And I was so lucky enough to, like, help out, uh, especially with, like, a... Uh, Fresh off the boat because um, Eddie Huang, who wrote the memoir, he actually ended up not um, going with the show. Like he sort of dis- disassociated himself with the show later. But when I was uh, helping him out, like try to figure out what the show needed, um, they really didn't want to call it Fresh Off the Boat because that's that's the, that's where they were thinking that it, ABC thought it was racist. Mm-hmm. But it was like that's where I was talking about it. Like, oh, that's so cute that these white people think it's racist. <laughs> that's but that's what adorable. honestly immigrants. That's what we call ourselves. Right. You know, it. like Fobs, yeah. Fresh Off the Boat. That's you know? what it's a real identity, and it was certainly true for Eddie when he wrote the memoir. So I had a, I had a say in sort of like the very beginnings of that show, and and so it's exciting. And also in the first season, they're actually watching me on TV. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool, but um, and Crazy Rich Asians is great. I I mm. am very close with Ken Jeong. I played his sister on his TV show, mm-hmm. and uh, of course I was in The Masked Singer with him. And so he's great. He's a great great comic, and he used to open for me when he was in med school. 25 years ago. Oh, wow. And he was like, going to be a doctor, but he loved comedy. And I'm like, why be a doctor? <laughs> of course, he went back and, you know, now he's a great comedian, but it was a weird kind of thing um, back then. So, and, and Alcofina, of course, who yeah. I, I really love. Hey. Yeah. He's amazing. And so, you know, it's really, to me, it's really exciting to see. And then also Ali Wong and um, comedians like Bobby Lee, who's really special. Mm-hmm. I love of, Ali Wong. She's, she's great. so dope. She's really, really great. Yeah. And uh, so actually her special uh, was the first time I had seen another Asian American woman do a comedy special. Mm-hmm. So it took like 30 years, which yeah. is incredible. And so it's great to see what she's done and, and all of the success that she's having. So I, I'm, I'm very proud of, of everything, you know, because it's like a real reflection on what I was able to uh, do as an sort of influencing these people. Do you mm-hmm. feel like the industry is giving you your flowers? Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. And it's great because it's like now getting to watch and seeing like this world that's opened up where we can see more different kinds of representation in television and movies, which I think is really important. So let me throw a couple of hot topics at you. Uh, Monique and Netflix. What did you think about that? You know, I love Monique. I love, she is amazing and she is an Oscar and she should have like the $10 million deal. Like she should, she's an amazing comedian. I, I really respect her as an artist and as a businesswoman and you know, I, I really think that, I mean, she's she's just awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's a great comic. Like, she's a really great comic. But and you think she should be able to tell Oprah to suck her dick or something like that? I mean, she said suck <laughs> That's Oprah, what she said. Tyler Perry, Oprah, some, some For, to that. She's paraphrasing, but yeah. kind of sort of, yeah, you know. But she's money. I mean, she's an Oscar. Like, she has a... Oscar from Precious. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. And I love her. And to cut through... This is, like, before Oscar So White, before they even knew it was So White. Like, to win an Oscar back then, mm-hmm. where we didn't have a sort of sense of social media mm-hmm. and wanting to, like, you know, protest or hashtags or any of that, she didn't need any of that. Mm-hmm. And, and w- was there anybody before Monique that raised the issue of the disparity between women and men, men being paid? I don't think so. No. I think she's the first one. I mean, of course, we've seen it, like, in movies, like, with um, actresses, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure, but... 
I don't think in comedy, it, I don't think it's been raised in the same way. I mean, maybe uh, maybe Kathy Griffin's raised it, mm-hmm. um, but Monique, uh, I think probably was the more uh, known for that. But I mean, I you know, she's a friend of mine. She um, did a comedy special in a prison, mm. which is like so amazing. I mean, the, you know, all of her contributions to comedy, uh, I think are really, really significant. Yeah. And so no, nobody's really looking at all of the history of mm-hmm. you know what she has contributed. And I think it might be because of the complicated aspect that she is a woman. She's not in LA. She lives in Atlanta. So there is a kind of a, a separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, th- we sort of think about, like, I, I think of like, yeah, it, it, it sort of maybe um, has a little bit to do with it. But yeah, I, I really love her. I really respect her. Yeah. Cut the check, Netflix. What do, you think about Don- <laughs> yeah. what do you think about Donald Trump? I mean, because you've been critical of him before, oh, right? <laughs> First of all, when you said that his, <laughs> like, why can't he match the concealer with the rest of his it's face? Just, I was like, finally somebody true. said it. Because it's but been Donald, driving Donald me nuts. Donald has said that that's fake news. That that's not it fake is not news. fake news. He's got a tanning bed in the yeah, Oval he, Office. He uses, like, those, like... Like little plastic things to protect his <laughs> eyes, and I think he needs to just take them off every other time he goes in. Like that might solve balance it. Balance it out. Yeah. Just balance it out. I mean, it's just. Um, it's yeah. hard for me to hear you over your unblended concealer. It's so unblended. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was just ran into Rihanna this weekend. I should have got him a Fenty pack. Nail him some Fenty. What, yeah. what, what, are you amazed at how much he's been able to get away with though? Yes, and I think that he's amazed also. I think he's amazed <laughs> that he's gotten he's away like, with wow. it. Yeah, I think that he's also pretty tired. Like I don't think he likes what he's doing. I think he just can't seem to let it go because of his ego. And, it's the challenge, yeah. right? It's the challenge of it. And I think that it's just it's really I think it's hard for him. Like he does look like he's struggling sometimes and mm. I mean, I don't think he likes it. I don't think, well, nobody likes it. Well, nobody mm-hmm. likes it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a, it's a disaster. And it's kind of crazy. I was thinking, I saw a picture of him the other day, then I saw Obama. I'm like, you know, when you follow Obama, Obama was a good looking man. Yeah. And then here mm-hmm. you come, this slump. <laughs> here you yeah, come. Yeah, you know? it's awful. Yeah. It's, and it's so embarrassing, too. You know, we were doing it's so right. well as a country. <laughs> and then just now, him, it's just a, it's a disaster. Especially when you travel over abroad. Like, you yeah. land in a country and they're like, they're looking at us. support Donald Trump. Yeah, they're, but they're like laughing at us too like it's like all of the news everywhere all over the world is about him yeah. and about what he's done and it's so embarrassing yeah so, but yeah. it's serving his narcissism for sure right it, it absolutely right. is Wait, no, so is that your hair uh, yes. Because you're a wiggy. I saw the... I am wiggy. You want... Uh, on a, <laughs> I grew my hair. Oh, she's a wiggy. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I usually have... Uh, I, I will shave my head and then I'll have wigs. Although I have grown my hair now. It's super long. Um, but I think, like, I always get the impulse of, like, oh, I should shave my head. Like, I, I think I might do it again in But the your summer. head looks good bald, too. Which is like good. when you're on Wendy, yeah, you just rip good. the wig off. I love to rip a wig off because it's very, it's real Hollywood shuffle. Do you, do you remember that movie, Hollywood <laughs> yeah, Shuffle? Robert Townsend. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, who's the actress who does it? It's like she's, um, she pulls off her wig and then she pulls off her leg. And Oh, no, that was uh, um, Don't Be a Menace to Society. Isn't that what? It, I think they do it in that movie yeah, also. Yeah. But they also do it in Hollywood Shuffle in a very memorable way. So I do love the moment of, like, pulling off a wig on anything. <laughs> it is very theatrical. Well, it's very theatrical. It takes yeah. a lot of confidence, yeah. too. It's yeah. fun. It's yeah. just dumb. But, no. you look, but you look good, Ball, too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted to ask you about... It's kind of a, a double prong question because you're you've described your comedy mom as Joan Rivers, mm-hmm. and we're talking about trending topics. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to get your take on hashtag Me Too mm-hmm. being a survivor of sexual abuse, mm-hmm. um, and 
once you answer that, what and, do you well, and somebody that was offered a million dollars by a producer to have sex with them. Yes, it, yeah, that, that too. Yeah, which is inc- which I should have taken. Yeah, I'm like you know, <laughs> I thought I would get those offers like all the time, and I'm really it's not happening. Um, I just didn't, you know. I I think that like '90s show business was so built around like you 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 can't necessarily sleep your way to the top. Because I've definitely tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> but you can get these opportunities here and there where it, it, it seems like if you don't take them, you're really losing out. And so that that's what I love about Me Too is that now it's like shifted that sort of thing of like now we have a place to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that young people wouldn't have to deal with it. And it's not yeah. just women. It's definitely men too. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that when I was kind of um, younger and coming up and seeing it, it's like kind of crazy what everybody has to deal with. But... It's, so I think that we are in a better place in society. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to take it anymore. I agree. I agree. What do you think? But don't you think it's getting out of control, though? I mean, it's like, it depends. I mean, it's like, well, um, if it's if, if it's something that serves people and helps people, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Like, I think it's positive for us to be able to say, I don't want to see that dick. I don't want to suck that dick. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Just, I don't want to do a job. It. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I think that's very important that it's like, now this is like a time where we actually don't have to see the dip. We don't have to I, see it. I appreciate the fact that men are now being extremely cognizant and careful about what they consider consent to be. Yeah. I think that that is great instead yeah. of just, you know, exactly flinging their dick at everybody. Here, yeah. here, have some dick. Eric, you take yeah. my dick kind of thing, you yeah. know? And I, and I also think that it's a conversation that just was not, we were not able to have. We didn't even know how to, we didn't have the, we weren't equipped with the vocabulary to even have that kind mm-hmm. of conversation. So I think that this generation of women is really, really, really lucky that... Yeah, we're really lucky. And then, you know, it's like a... It's a great thing um, to be able to... But in the same way, it's like kind of like cancel culture. It's like where you could see where this could get overused. So yeah, of course, everything could get overused. It's like... But I haven't seen uh, a a place where it wasn't warranted yet. Mm -hmm. There was one I wanted to ask you about Mm -hmm. because a lot of women had problems with this particular one, Aziz Ansari. Mm. He was accused Mm -hmm. of improper sexual conduct, you know, on a date with a woman. And when we all read the story, the the publication protected her identity mm-hmm. and everybody's reading it. It's like, girl, you had a bad date and you initiated it. And mm-hmm. she, and it almost destroyed his career. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like, I think he was also embarrassed. I think he's like a super private person. Mm-hmm. So I think it was hard for him personally. Like, yeah. I, I think that yeah. him, like as just a comic and just as a person, like it was like, very, it was, I think it's deeply embarrassing yeah. for him, which um, was hard. I'm a fan of his, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Like, I think that, like, God, you know, if I, and then, but it made me kind of think, like, I wonder how many bad fucks I've had that I could talk about that were famous. And I'm like, mm, I kind of a few. And so, <laughs> like, 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 well, you know, if I, 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 I'm not sure. It's like, what is a bad fuck? And when does it, like, cross the line and being like, now this is not acceptable? I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that's where you're sort of like, then you're dealing with kind of preferences of like mm-hmm. what people like want or like communication or, I don't think that what happened with them was a, an abuse of consent necessarily. I don't think so either. That's not what I was But that's reading. why I say, mm-hmm. that's why I'm asking like the whole Me Too movement, I felt like is a little off the rails. I believe it's important, especially for the era when people were going through like the Harvey Weinsteins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like the other day I cracked a joke on 
the Breakfast Club where I said uh, about their cameraman, like, oh, man, he's sexy as fuck. Yeah, if you need a job, mm-hmm. you know. But it was a joke right. in the context of an interview. Nuance. Yeah. But then fans are like, oh, he's me tooing him. You know, <laughs> he's like, me yeah, tooing yeah. him. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's like we, we so, sort of like have lost our sense of humor about stuff in that, like, you really can't be... Um, sort of like very uh, flirtatious, very obvious about certain things. Like those sorts of jokes are not as acceptable because of like the sort of power differences between like our jobs, other people in like the class differences between people that work mm-hmm. on a set. It's such a weird thing. So it's it's complicated. Um, but I think that we should be able to sort of make jokes. And I want to be like a dirty old mm-hmm. man. I'm like such a dirty old man anyway, like in my life. <laughs> Um, so I want to be able to bring that into my comedy and also bring that onto like a, you know, a movie set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, well, well, and you being a rape survivor, you have been open to the fact the guy was still alive. Is he still alive now? Yeah, well, I've been, a, I, I have had so many different instances of like date rape, rape, uh, all, all these, th- the, uh, the, most of them are alive. I think, um, yeah, quite a few of them are alive. Mm. I think it's like. Yeah, well, you know, I don't really have the sort of feeling of, like, I need to... Retribution or... Yeah, I don't have, like... Because for me, like, the retribution is, like, oh, they know I'm talking about this, and they're, like, scared anyway, so it's already shaves a couple years off their life with the stress, so I think (laughs) it's cool. I mean, I also don't feel like... Oh, I don't feel like going to court... Like, in some countries, too, like, if you sort of talk about them, you have to have, like, evidence, mm-hmm. and it sort of, like, has to fall between a certain time. Like, it's a weird thing. And that's, like, the the um, society really does protect rapists in a lot of ways, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that we By have to... By putting a lot of pressure on the victims, the, too. Yeah, to mm-hmm. have so much proof, and the burden of proof is on us, mm-hmm. which is not fair, but it's just the way that it is. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm also, like, I don't really... I don't really, I, I don't really, not that I don't care, but I've, I've done so much work around all of that stuff, like therapy-wise, mm-hmm. that it just sort of doesn't really mean much to me um, to sort of take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Some people, it really, they want to do that, mm-hmm. which is great, but I, I'm, I'm not that way. Mm. And you've been very open about polyamorous relationships, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said, too, I, I believe that I can't see myself with one person right now. Right. But do, are, you, are you married now? Are no, you, are no, you with, no. Are you in a relationship though? Yeah, I'm in about. Oh, oh God, I set my um, <laughs> dating profile. The ages from t- a 23 to 71. I have to narrow it down. Wait, on where? <laughs> on um, a number of sites, but are Andro- you on Bumble? Android, Android only. Um, no, Android only. But I, I have like. Um, it, I'm really Android driven, and it's more like I have to now go on like three dates a day to like <laughs> deal with all of the matches. But yeah, I'm dating like a few different. Women and men and... Um, right now? Yeah. <laughs> but it's... What I do to separate it is I wear a different perfume for each person so then I remember who they are. <laughs> that helps me actually a lot. So I have like their fragrance file and then, then I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. You know. Wait, and, so, and you're open with everybody that you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open. Everybody okay. is though because now a days with dating... Everybody wants to be ethically non-monogamous, and um, even long-established couples. Explain that. What is that? Ethical non-monogamy is like when you have an open relationship, but you're in like an emotionally monogamous relationship. But Mm -hmm. if you're like, you go, you know, if you go on a trip, then you might meet somebody, or like if you go away, or you might invite somebody else into your, you know, sex life. It's sort of like. Let's uh, honor all of the different aspects of who we are sexually and not necessarily like, say, 
Because for me, one person can't be the be-all, end-all. Because mm-hmm. uh, I like different things, and I like different bodies, and I like different personalities, mm-hmm. depending on my mood. Or the so, weather. Or the weather. Or the Jason. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> or the country. It, yeah, it's definitely, um, it, it, for, as I get older, the more I appreciate the range of people that I find desirable. But they see that, but then they say to me, well, that's gonna, you're going to end up old and lonely. I'm like, nah, not really. I don't no, see that. Because then it's like, no, because it, it's really, you just keep doing it. <laughs> you know, it's like you just never, keep refreshing. Yeah, you keep refreshing. Refresh. You're never going to run out of people to have sex with. There's always going to be somebody. Yeah, those apps, they just keep swiping. Yeah, there's going to be a different app and a different thing, and there's a different thing. Always. And so I... I mean, because it's like the idea of like growing old with one person to me is really unappealing. Because, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I have the same. I saw this woman in a in a Denny's one time, and mm-hmm. she was sitting there. I, and I could tell her partner must have just died or something because she was just by herself, like probably eighty four, mm. eating her soup. And I ain't gonna lie, I broke down crying. Like I was Aww. devastated because she should be able to swipe left and have a young guy pull up. And who knows? Maybe she was waiting for him. Yeah, like she, she might yeah, maybe eat before. Like it's like the thing is, is that. <laughs> You know, like, if you're, you can be just as lonely in a marriage, if not That's more so. That's so true. Facts. You know? That is so true. It can, be really, no. really, it can be really lonely in a marriage, and it, I don't want to do that. I've been thinking about getting back on online dating. Hey. I've been, I know. I set that Tinder up. I should. I should. What's your favorite one? Um, I like uh, Field is a good one because Field is like um, couples and uh, ethical non-monogamy. Mm. So field is like um, it's a S E E L D, and um, used, I think it used to be called Thrinder, and then they got in a lawsuit with Tinder. But it's like Thrinder, but it's like Tinder, but so for it's Thrupples. Thrupples, yeah. Okay, but wow. also they're like it's like unicorn hunting. So they're always looking oh, for a woman <laughs> who can do men and women. So it's like for bisexual women, it's very like that's what you're you know you're very very popular. Yeah, um, but I'm not on that one anymore Are because on it Raya? just got too busy. No, they wouldn't let me on Rhea. That's what? hysterical. I applied and uh, they they were like, no, we, they haven't gotten back Damn, to me. It's they been let, a few months. They let Russell Simmons on. That's really yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. They wouldn't let me on. I haven't been on. Yeah, so I would. That's when I would like to be on. But then I think I know everybody already. <laughs> right. I probably already fucked them, and I don't want to fuck them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's like uh, yeah. So the, the ones that I'm on um, are like mostly Android. Okay. So are you just okay. refusing to do the iPhone? Because I was because I bought Wendy an iPhone. She refuses to use. I the was iPhone. an Android user for the longest time. Mm. You know that Green Bubble used and, to and judge the shit you out of me. And I get on iPhone. Yeah. What happened? You never look back. Well, <laughs> you know, because now I, you can Facetime and have no, sex on your phone. No, but now I feel like I'm being held fucking prisoner. Oh yeah, it's too involving. Yeah, it's too much. It's I almost, all connected. It's I almost might want to go back to a two way pager. Yeah, I keep getting this fucking <laughs> message that like yeah. you know my data is being used up, and I don't know where it went. Yeah. It's in a fucking cloud. Like I don't know what? which cloud it's in. It's too much. I don't. Melissa, it's... you're definitely sounding old right now. <laughs> That's it's fine. Not a, it's not an actual cloud in the sky. That's fine. Okay, so I'm the, okay the with Margaret that. Show podcast. What is that? What's going on over there? Because I'm podcast is a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can literally be. I know it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's cool. So it's tell cool. me about it. Well, I just ha- I just have people over that I want to see. They're friends of mine, but they're usually famous people. Like uh, I've had Quentin Tarantino on. I've had Jonathan Van Ness on. Uh, this week I had Shirley Manson on from Garbage, who's great. I, I love, love her. her. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish was just on. Hey. So she's oh, gonna. She says hi, by the way. She's the best. 
I love her. She says her. she really loves you. I love her so much. And I we used to just do shows around town, you know, and she's just so, so amazing and so fun. And I, you know, I miss actually seeing her just around town to get, get and watch her sets, but she's really special. Her and I, we talk a lot about uh, the journey. Like people will see you arrive and just think you just arrived, but there's so. She puts so much work into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She puts so much work into like going and doing comedy shows every day and doing multiple shows every day and, you know, getting out there. And, you know, she's really achieved so so much mm -hmm. from like where she's come from it's really powerful yeah. so and she's so positive you know it's very it's like infectious the kindness and the joy that she has and it's like there's there's so much abundance and it's genuine it's genuine mm -hmm. so that's what i think is really special about her is that she lives a very abundant life so do you have like a lot of regular friends or do you have a lot of celebrity friends or do you have both? I think they're both. Okay. I think they're both. I mean, I have like a lot of people in different industries that I, I really enjoy hanging out with. And so um, and then a lot of them end up on the podcast in mm. different different forms. So mm. that's cool. So who are your friends that nobody would know? <laughs> that nobody would like, know? No, no, no. I mean, like your biggest celebrity friend that nobody would know is like your closest friend. Oh, um, one time I uh, was fucking the guy who invented the spam folder. <laughs> really? <And laughs> he was really, really wealthy, but he didn't have any other jobs because that's the only thing he did. Um, he went back to Norway. It's from Norway. But, um, yeah, if, he, if not for him, you would get hell of mail. Like, just hell of mail. Like, you should thank him. Shout out to the guy who created the spam folder. Yeah, he, like, invented And he's from Norway. The, I love yeah. Norwegians. Yeah, I love I'm part Norwegian. Norwegian. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, my mom's Russian-Norwegian, right? and my oh. father's from the West Indies, so. Beautiful. Melissa, you're from Crenshaw. Stop it. Shut up. <laughs> I've been thinking about going to Norway and maybe finding a boo there, like a lumbersexual. I love... Yeah, I love oh the Norwegians. They're just beautiful, and the bread is really good. Yeah, it is. The bread, the food. I love, I mean, I love all of Scandinavia. Anything Nordic is, mm -hmm. like, my real jam, so that's great. Yeah, we have that in common. Very cool. Mm -hmm. I was saying to Tiffany, there needs to be, and I, I said Queens of Comedy, of course, she's not going to call it that, but there Ooh. needs to be, like, a... like a. Why can't it be called that? Because Monique has Queens of Comedy. Oh, they're, they're, I mean... Their whole thing. I mean, but, but I want to see, like... Like, Queens of Comedy is my favorite comedy mm. special ever. Yeah. Just seeing those. Well, I thought I was just incorporating Monique and, like, no, get, getting the... No, no, the... no, no, no. We were just saying in yeah. general, like, I want to see, like, Tiffany, like, like powerhouse female comedian special. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Why don't you guys produce it? You guys call well, each other and um, do it. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, she's just, she's so great and uh, just such a funny comedian and so special. And, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, no, but Fun. you are, too. I Like we Thank said, we, we don't use the word icon... Just Loosely. to use it, yes. you know, we don't butter Thank up you. our guests. So you're, nice. you're, you've always been, um, just you said fearless is yeah. the word wow. I think of. Yeah, and the fact that you Thank pulled you. your entire pants down in front of a room full of people and turned around and made your <laughs> I ass do clap. it so much. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with an with a woman who lives her life unapologetically. Yeah, I'm obsessed know. with it. It's you great. just fit the profile. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it's just, it, it changed the game since I started shaving my hole. <laughs> because what? now I like now I put so much effort into it, I gotta show it off. You were st standing in a room full of white people talking about my hairy bush. I was so I was uncomfortable yeah. for you, and I don't get uncomfortable I at all. Yeah. So I shaved it because yeah. you could well, see it, it. You could see it from the uh, from the uh, <laughs> back. back. It's like that song that Doja Cat. If you could see it from the front, you could see it, you could see my bush from the back. Yeah. <laughs> like that's I, a lot. I think originally, you know, seeing it from the front meant. 
your ass. Like, oh, you know, no. Miss, Miss, uh, I know. Was it Miss New Booty? No, it's, uh, no, um, what's his name? Most Def. He's saying it. Oh, yeah, Miss Fat Booty. Miss Fat Ooh. Booty, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Booty so fat, you can see it from the, okay, never but mind. No, no, Anyways, no, no, I'm I know. I, I took it back. Was, like, the bush, the bush <laughs> the was 90s. so fat that it was like you could see, the bush was like so large that you could see it from the back. You shouldn't be able to see it from the back. Well, yeah, Amber Rose was here one time. I got a lot of education on the importance oh. of the bush. She taught us that, didn't she, Melissa? You learned a lot that day. I didn't learn anything that day, especially not about my bush, not about my vagina. She's so so beautiful. She is beautiful. Did you see she tattooed her face? I think it looks really feminine and pretty on her. I don't know. Everything she does looks so delicate and feminine. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something that's like that uh, kind of very like hard, it's very beautiful. I I don't know. She's just so lovely. She's a beautiful girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so She says she's coming back up here, by the way. The tattoos on the face is such a commitment, though. It is. Maybe it's not real. I don't think so. No, it's real. But did she show herself actually getting them with the needle in her head? I mean, she can always get it taken off. Yeah. She's just so pretty. Yeah. She's so pretty, but I I think everything she does makes her look more pretty. So So what's next? You've done everything. You're an author. You're an artist. You're a comedian. You've directed. Have you directed? I have directed a little bit. And I, I think that to me... I don't want to do that job. It's no. too many things. They ask you about everything. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. And um, so, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a whole nother level of, like, commitment to stuff. But, yeah, so I haven't directed. I do have a parka, though. So that, I, you know, they always have a parka. Mm-hmm. Like a, a female director always has, like, a yeah. giant, mm-hmm. giant parka, like Penny Marshall. This is so crazy. I'm going to show you something when we get out of here, but it's so crazy. I just read something. Anyway, well, I'm glad you came. I'm yes. glad, too. And, um, yeah, the Margaret Show podcast, check it out. Yes. I'm going to check it out. When are you going to do another show here in L.A.? I will do a show in, on Thursday, the 20th, next Thursday, at the Largo on La Cienega. Oh, okay. So you have, okay, is that the, is there another one after that? Because I'm going to be out of town. I, I will be, I'm always around. So, oh, yes, you are? Okay. yes. I do a monthly show there. Okay, well, we're going to figure out how to, I want to come and see one of you. I we want you to come. come. Yeah. You're invited. You are Absolutely. invited. That'd be great. Well, keep okay. killing it and keep, Thank please. Thank you. Please, please, in this whole sensitive world we live in now. <laughs> Yeah. Please keep pushing the boundaries because I'm you. so sick of everything being everybody afraid to say shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Margaret Cho, you. you're the best. You're yes. the best. Thank All right, you. We're out. Peace. Bye, Peace. everybody. What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also, don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading. <laughs>